Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton. Yeah, baby. Tonight, and I should. Yes, but I have to. I have to do Louisa's show first. What a great way to start the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. And one of my finest friends is Hall of Famer Steve Haskin, and he's missing his dinner for me again. <laughs> That's real love. <laughs> I, I, I will not be eating your finest alfalfa. <laughs> I'll save that. I'll save the deficits the law. <laughs> Good choice. Uh, so, if I was properly British, which my friend Katie often tells me I'm not being properly British by saying talk derby to me, but if I say talk derby to me, it just doesn't sound quite right. <laughs> no, no, but it's e it's easier to say without making a fatal mistake. <laughs> yes, you're right. So, baby, talk derby to me. <laughs> <laughs> now when you say it like that I don't even know where to begin I know right leaves you speechless you're never speechless you and I have something in common we're hardly ever speechless <laughs> I tell you what I will talk derby to you if you talk Oskin Haskin to me oh Oskin. yes I love Oskin. I love Oskin Haskin <laughs> You, can, you know, if you want, you can even make it Oskin Hoskin. There you, you go. Oskin Hoskin. That's much better. <laughs> and you can now find Steve in the very place that he belongs, alongside Secretariat. Uh, Secretariat.com, absolutely brilliant. Love it that he's on there. I can't think of a better place um, for, for him to be alongside, really. So that means that the, the best turf writer in the world is alongside really the best horse racehorse we've ever seen uh, mm -hmm. in the history of the racehorse world. So that's really very fitting mm -hmm. and appropriate, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, oh, this to me. This to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be associated with that name. I know. Well, that's, I think that's just perfect. Um, so anyway, the Derby weekend, uh, weird, um, worrying. Uh, very concerned, of course, about riots and viruses oh. and all sorts of other things that are going on. No spectators, which is probably a very good choice under the circumstances. Uh, I was a little, like, taken aback by that. But uh, seeing all the goings on, I'm sort of relieved because now we've only got to worry about the horses and not the people. So hopefully there's lots of good security, um, which I'm sure that they're taking care of all of that. So, But let's talk a bit about the favorite. Tis the law. Mm. Well, he, he is an outstanding favorite. In fact, he may very well go off as the shortest price favorite in, in the history of the Derby. If he goes off at three to five, he will equal the record. Uh, he's just he's just so overwhelming. If you saw his Travers stakes, and you saw how easy he won, and he just keeps getting better and better and better. So, but you know, with the Derby being run in September. There's always there's always so many questions because we have no idea how these horses are going into the race because they're doing things they've never done before, and they're going against all the rules of handicapping. And even Tis the Law is going to be attempting something that's never been attempted before, which is winning the Derby coming off of a mile and a quarter race. Now you got to ask yourself: Is that going to hurt him? Is that going to help him? Is that going to have no effect on him at all? So you know, unlike with your typical Derby. Since the law is going to be looking for a peak performance, you always want to peak on the well, you always want to peak on the first Saturday in May. Now you want to peak on the first Saturday in September. But he's going to be looking for a peak performance after having remained in in peak form for seven months. I know it's so credit, credit Barkley tag and the horse. <laughs> yeah. You know, for, for 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 keep improving and staying fresh, and you have to ask yourself: Can he keep it going and and deliver yet another? Bravura performance, you know his his first was back in February when he won the Holy Bull Stakes. That's right. I I always call I always call him the machine because he just keeps going and going and going. 
and we'll just have to see if uh, horse like Honor AP. Honor AP, right. I'm, I'm not crazy about in there, but horses like that can, you know, turn them off or at least slow them down. So far, nobody's been able to do either. So, I, you know, with his tactical speed, he just looks uh, so strong in here. And a lot of people are going to say, well, he drew post 17. <laughs> yes. Which is so typical of this year's draw. Because here's the big favorite, right? He draws the only post position that's never won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Out of the 20 post positions, it's the only post position that's never won is post 17. <laughs> and just talking about the draw, what makes the draw even crazier is the fact that the three favorites are in the three outside post positions, 16, no. 17, 18. 16, but who 17. draws the inside post position with 17 horses outside of him? Cynic the Fierce, who is blind in his right eye. <laughs> so you got, a, you got a horse who can't see out of his right eye with 17 horses outside of him. Oh, my so, gosh. So it's just it's, it's just a crazy, crazy derby. Isn't it? Uh, let's put it this way. you got 18 horses entered. 12 of the 18 are, are 30 to 1 or more on the morning line. 12 of the 18. So there's no depth to the derby. No. No. And the whole race is going to be decided in the first quarter of a mile. I know. Who gets position. You're right. Authentic, Authentic's <laughs> got the outside. And as you know, horses have a tendency who have an outside post position to duck and break to the outside. That's right. Which, which is never good. Now, Authentic had the outside post in the San Diego Derby and did just that. He broke badly to the outside. And it, it, it cost him any chance of winning the race because he couldn't get the lead. And he's a horse who needs the lead to set his pace because he's got a big gazelle-like stride and you want to get him into a good rhythm. That's right. He couldn't get the lead in that race. He was running third in a, th in a, in a, th in a th three horses across the track and and uh, Andre P just ran right by him in the stretch. If he ducks to the outside from post 18 in the derby, well, eliminate him right off the bat. And then it's oh. a question of jockeymanship. Right, and yeah, you've, you got got Mike Mike Smith. Smith. you've got Mike you got Smith. You've got Mike Smith. Yeah. In in, uh, in seventeen, and you got Honor AP and Mike Smith, right inside of him. Right. So, to me, the only way I look at what Franco is going to do is that after Authentic breaks and Johnny Velasquez has got to send him, then Manny Franco is just going to uh, follow Mike Smith. Yeah. Manny Franco doesn't have the experience Mike Smith does, and Mike Smith is going to get Honor AP into a good position. So just follow them and sit off of them, and that's the way it looks. So I think, I think the post position um, is going to be fine. I don't think it's going to hurt his law at all. And we got to do now a shout key, out. I, I, let me just say one thing: the key, the key jockey, is Paco Lopez, who's on the 15 horse, who's New York Traffic, and and he's sort of an aggressive rider, and I could see him purposely floating those two favorites out and keeping them wide going into that first turn because his horse has a lot of tactical speed. And his horse does not, you know, New York traffic, he just doesn't go. He's another New York bred, and he's got good tactical speed, and he just doesn't go away. He's like he's like the terrier that you know, <laughs> latches onto your pant leg and won't let go. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's him. So he's, he's going to be a thorn in authentic side because he's going to be dogging him the whole way so let's see what happens going into the first turn there might be a good chance that you can predict the winner right into, into a quarter <laughs> That's of a mile right. steve the producer here you know who you told me i had to pay attention to and listen to just gave me the one minute sign which means we actually one have minute. now about okay, 30 well, let's seconds look, let's get right into a few horses here like like let's look at we talked about authentic who's bob baffert yeah let's look at thousand words thousand words in 30 ooh, seconds ooh. you've got to get a thousand words steve I get a thousand <laughs> words. okay here we go thousand words here's a horse who was bob baffert's big horse he's his next arrogate he's his next superstar early in the year totally lost his form and now he's getting his form back again he's got good tactical speed he came back with a second place finish to uh to uh, baffert's other horse um uncle yeah, uncle chuck and then he came back and beat Honor AP, last start. Oh, yeah. He's not fast enough, but he's going to be right there turning for home because he's on he's on an upward projection. Incredible. Steve, go and eat. Um, find Steve at askinghaskin at secretariat.com. Thank you for being with us. Happy Derby weekend, Steve. Always <laughs> a pleasure. And I will be talking Derby to you for another uh, six, five, six months. But you know I'll text you Saturday.
Cheerio. <laughs> Steve Haskin, the best. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Dr. Adam Kayot. Stay with us. Welcome back to the second segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. On the phone now joining us, we have Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith. Dr. Kayot, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. So we're going to talk derby a little bit. Um, All right. uh, Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> it should be. I know it, it's a crazy thing. Uh, we were just talking to Steve Haskin about the the craziness of the of the twenty twenty Derby, and that the favourite. Um, which is uh, "Tis the Law" is actually coming out of Post Seventeen, and Post which Seventeen the is the only post that has never won the Derby. So is that not like well, a weirdo for uh, 2020? We got it all going on. Go. I know, right? right? We've got virus and riots and <laughs> all yeah. kinds of weird things. All kinds of weird. I stuff. think we could make a movie about this year for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, from a veterinarian's perspective, the kinds of things that you see in uh, race horses, uh, or really any any horses, but we're really we're talking about thoroughbreds right now. So, um, in that three-year-old year, these horses would have been running in May, are now running in September, and probably the biggest, most important race of their careers. How is that, first of all, going to affect them physically? And obviously horses do peak at different times, but a generalization of physical. And then we'll kind of talk a little bit about the mental side of it as well, the mental maturity. Right. Well, so <laughs> um, it's good for them. I mean, this will be the longest any of them have run up to this point. And um, the good thing is, is that they're older. So right. <laughs> that, that is a nice thing because, I mean, there are, uh, you know, first Saturday in May, a lot of those horses could be just turning three mm -hmm. or not even three yet, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, mm -hmm. So 
Um, mo- uh, all of them, pretty much. I, I, I don't quote me on this, but by now, all of them are three years old. <laughs> yeah. by yes. Calendar day right. by their yes. birthday. Right by now, right? Yes, so, definitely. So, so, um, so they are there's there's a level of maturity as far as development and growth that you wouldn't see in a horse in May, or or maybe not in, in uh, you know in a younger that you would have in a younger horse right. in, in May in the spring. So that that uh, bodes well um, for the horse itself. I mean, um, you know older bones, uh, more mature bones, less risk of injury, um, all those sorts of things. And, and, um, uh, at, at this point, you know, most of their growth plates are, are, you know, 99% closed and you have just a level of maturity that you don't typically have in May. And that's, that's obviously great for the horse. That's um, true. And a little tidbit know. there for any listeners who are not familiar uh, as much with the thoroughbred world, um, since we're really focusing on that this week due to the Derby, um, all thoroughbreds are considered to add a year to their age on January the 1st, regardless of what month they're born in. So January 1, they all turn two or they all turn three. In this That's case, correct. this year, they all turn three. But what Dr. Chaos referring to is perhaps you might even have a really late baby in June um, who actually might still be really six months away from physically right being three so that definitely is going to make a difference to those younger horses Um, and then certainly like um, as you said in their basic structure the bones and uh, everything firming up and tightening up and and uh, much better later in the year definitely because by the Breeders' Cup any horses that you know continue on through those Triple Crown races and make it to November to carry on with their careers certainly are a different horse than they were and we're only only a couple months from that now that's bad about it is the fact that these horses in the beginning before COVID ever was in existence they were they were training these horses for it to be first Saturday in May right and so then you kind of like back up right and and it's you know laying horses off for long periods of time then they don't have the, the fitness and conditioning um on top of that, even though that they're older, right. so it's it's hard to peek one out or to do the right things and keep them to, right. to that kind of fitness and that kind of level right. at this stage. Right, right Paula. But on the on the opposite side of that spectrum, you might have one that might not have been quite ready in May that could be ready now. Right. Exactly. So, but you, you could know, also you, have you the know. opposite on that too. <laughs> right. Yeah, you could. Right. right. So, so it's it, you know it, you know it, it's it's the same thing. It's just a later you know a later date. However, the the one the one good thing is is that is that you know every horse in this race is older now than they yes. obviously would have been in May. Right, yeah. and that is that that's nothing but a positive for them. That's you know, certainly physically yeah. and their health as, yes. as far as their health is concerned. And chance so. of breakdown as well as that's you right. mentioned. Absolutely. You know, and it, chance of injury or yes. anything like that. More that's maturity. Right. And then mentally, they have to be streets ahead in one aspect in their age, but then also, as Paulette mentioned in the break when we were talking about it, they may not have had as much experience, you know, in in racing because they may not have raced as much. So there's kind of pros and cons Mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mark Cassie, actually, we, we have an interview coming up with Mark Cassie that we did earlier today because he was available earlier, and he actually talked about how enforceable wouldn't be in the derby if it hadn't been moved because he lost right. some weight right. and he got very right. stressy and he needed time right. off. And you know, Mark, he always does the right thing by the horse. So he brought the horse back to Ocala, gave it a break, let it just be a horse for a while. And now he's gained weight and he's great. But he went that's through right. a that's little, the, that's, that's the yeah. Point. That's kind of the point I was making. Some horses might not have been ready in May, but right. now they're ready here. Right. And, you know, that, that that gives an opportunity to somebody that might not have had it in May. So, right. you know, so. And you can never be ready. Disguise for some of them. Right. You can never be ready for 170,000 screaming fans, but now they don't have to be ready for that yeah, either. Yeah, they don't. So the whole, <laughs> the whole exactly. Kentucky Derby Crickets. is completely Crickets different. Crickets on the rail. Oh, you yeah. know. Yeah. but at least they're running it i guess you know so right right that's that's the good thing but uh yeah and the same same thing with their mental you know the the mentality of the horse i mean you know they um they they've been able to experience more things and let's see they they've run the um 
and forgive me because I have the Belmont, you know, yes, the Belmont, yes. right? They've run, they've yes. run that already. So, right. um, and I haven't looked at the entry list on who's been in that versus that's, uh, you know, going to be in the Derby as well. And, but, you know, they, they have some, uh, they have some experience, uh, for big time, big time races. Not that, you know, a lot of them have already been in some big time races, but classic races, so right. to speak. They already have a classic race under their belt, which could bode well for them. Yeah. Um, Cause usually the Kentucky Derby is the first classic. Exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, it's gonna, it, it does offer an interesting dynamic on how, uh, you know, how these, how these horses are going to it is perform, it so. is an interesting year there is no yeah. doubt dr chaos i want to thank you so much uh for no joining problem. us and uh kind of getting us up to speed a little bit on the on the age of the horses and kind of what happens and how important this this maturity is for them for this race thank you for joining us my pleasure it's talk to you nice soon you. yes okay thank yeah. you Bye. so um anyway this thing on my head this beautiful thing um, <laughs> I'm actually not wearing my, my derby one. I actually have my, um, my Oaks one on for the girls here. But anyway, this is Derby City Couture. Uh, and this is a handmade. And I, I know that a lot of people, you know, they hesitate to buy the more expensive hats and fascinators because some of them can be upwards of seven or $800, um, which seems ludicrous to me. Well, this incredible, sorry, I'm just saying, this incredible lady and her mother make these beautiful, uh, beautiful hats uh, at Derby City Couture, and you can check them out online, and um, you can order one for your party uh, that you're going to have for so the, for the Breeders' Cup. Um, one like this is right around 100 like really, really inexpensive compared to... You know, when you go to the Derby, there's a lot of the... Well, do, you, the, do, you, do they have things that you can say, I want Oh, yeah, absolutely, yes. Or? Yeah, and you can go online and look. Derby City Couture, go online, look at them. They're beautiful. They have all colors and different designs. And if you see one you really like, but you want something a little bit different on it, just tell them and they'll make a custom one for you. But the prices are really reasonable. They're wonderful people, family-owned and operated. I love them. They ship it right to you, either at your hotel or at your house. And you can get one in time for the Breeders' Cup, no problem. So we're wrapping up this segment. We're actually going to come back with Mark Cassie. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith. Is this mine? No. <laughs> this show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus our hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard owner of Larson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I want to talk about a new partner with our show, Nirvana Medical Spa. Nirvana is Ocala's premier medical spa and is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter, and younger, 
with all the newest and best in technology and in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com and become a better, brighter and younger you. We have got a great interview coming up. Uh, we got a chance to chat to Hall of Fame uh, trainer Mark Cassie, who we call very fondly Ocala's Mark Cassie because we are very proud of him and all of his accomplishments. The Derby is the only major race that so far has eluded him in all of his excellence. Here it is. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. Well, it's Kentucky Derby week and it's a little odd for me because it's the first year and I think eight or nine that I haven't been there. But dear friend to the show and personal friend, Hall of Fame trainer Mark Cassie is joining us by phone to get us up to date on how enforceable is doing. Mark, it's lovely to have you back on the show. Thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. So um, last year we thought it was pretty crazy. Uh, 2019 sort of went down in history as about the weirdest uh, derby I thought I'd ever seen, certainly. Uh, this year's looking a little bit weirder still, um, but, I, but I'm glad you're there and I'm glad you've got a horse that's certainly in the running. <laughs> well, yes, it's 2020, it's been crazy, that's for sure. And um, I'm just uh, grateful that they're actually gonna have a Kentucky Derby in 2020. Me too. <laughs> Me too, I'm with you. Um, so talk a little bit about Enforceable. He's a, he's a tappet, but he doesn't really have a tappet personality. Uh, he's a very good boy, especially compared to um, Classic Empire, who was a bit difficult at times. Um, talk a little bit about how he's training and, and you know some of the things that you can tell us about him. Well, Enforceable has an impeccable pedigree. He's a full brother to Mohamian. He's also half-brother New Year's Day, the sire of uh, Maxim Security. So he has a great pedigree. It's a pedigree that says a mile and a quarter should be no problem. Um, and you're right, for a tap it, he's well-behaved. Uh, we, we schooled him too. Um, uh, the interesting thing is, had we ran the first Saturday in May, I don't believe in, I know he wouldn't be, enforceable would not have been in the Kentucky Derby. He came out of his last race, uh, the Louisiana Derby, tired and kind of beat up in it. We brought him home to Ocala, to our training center, and uh, it took him a couple months to get over that. Uh, when, we, when he first got there, we weighed him, and he weighed, I think, 960 pounds. Pretty light, is, yeah. Yeah, very light. He now weighs somewhere around 1,100 pounds. So the, the, the months off really helped him, and it, it helped him get bigger and stronger. And I, I think that he's probably the best he's ever been right now. Uh, where that's going to fit in, I'm not sure. We have a very talented horse in Tis the Law. Mm -hmm, but certainly. as anybody that's watched the Kentucky Derby as many times as you and I have, <laughs> we will tell you that uh, anything's possible and you need some luck and it, not bad luck. <laughs> that's right. Talk a little bit about his training schedule. I know that he, he's gone a, a quite a, a bit of time between races before, and certainly with that, you know, desire to get weight back on him and, and rest him and all of that, it's probably not a bad thing. But how have you changed up the training schedule to kind of make up for not racing for, you know, several months in between or a couple of months at least? Um, well, I, I, we decided, you know, we ran in the bluegrass off four months layoff. And I thought he would maybe be about 85%. And I just needed him to run well enough to get a race into him and also pick up some points. At the time, I thought the points could be important. As it turns out, it isn't. Um, so that was good. And then we had to make a decision. Do we go off a two-month layoff to uh, and run the, you know, off two-month layoff or run him again? My concern was that he would get too light if we ran him, say, 30 days after his last start and then another 30 days. So what I decided to do was, I call it my Bob Baffert. I, <laughs> I Bob Baffert. 
and that is that I really uh, tightened up his training. Mm -hmm. I trained him much harder than I normally do, um, knowing that, you know, we had to be at our very best uh, come first Saturday in September. So to answer your question, yes, I, I did change the way I trained him. I put some long, uh, harder, stronger breezes in him than I normally do most horses. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad he's doing so well. What about the no spectators? How do you think that's going to, you know, we've got more mature horses than we would have had, obviously, in May, which is sort of on their side. Um, the, the spectators are normally quite a spectacle at the Kentucky Derby and quite noisy and, uh, and loud. I think these horses are all going to be probably a lot more relaxed and a lot more mature than they would have been. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The good news is I'll probably get to see the Kentucky Derby better than I've seen it in years. <laughs> there won't be, be 170,000 people in my way. So uh, that's the good news. And uh, we're going, it's just Tina and I, my wife and I, and uh, we no family members, nothing. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be probably, well, we're definitely going to see more. Normally we watch the race in the paddock, um, just up on a big screen. We may actually watch it live this time. <laughs> yeah, you really might have the best seat in the house for this one. <laughs> I'm sort of a little envious. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll have my fascinator on and be cheering you on from Ocala. <laughs> and I can tell you this, if we win, You'll see us cheer just like there are 170,000 people there. It won't matter. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, so now your you're Hall of Fame in Canada won their Triple Crown. Um, you, you're a Hall of Fame trainer in America. You've won two legs out of three. You know, if you're going to win this one, you may as well probably win it in the most historical year ever and the strangest one for sure. <laughs> I don't really, honestly, Louisa, I don't care what year I win it, as long as we win it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you certainly deserve it. You've worked hard, and I always tell everybody I love the Cassie team because I love the way they take care of their horses. I love the true devotion that all your staff and you have, obviously have to the horses. Um, it's very clear and, and in their care and everything. I've been in the barn so many times, even like surprise visits and everything there is just perfect for those horses and, and just a wonderful environment. So we love what you do for racing. Well, thank you. And um, we're very fortunate. We have a, a great team that's for, you know, been with many of them have been with us over 25 years. So uh, it would be nice to win the Kentucky Derby for them as well. Um, they'll all, everybody will be watching and um, we just, uh, hopefully we have some luck. Yes, absolutely. Um, one more quick question, Mark. How is War of Will? War of Will is super duper. Um, his, the plan is to run him in the Woodbine Mile in a couple of weeks. And then uh, with a good, you know, good performance there, the, the Breeders' Cup. And then that'll probably be it for him. I mean, uh, he's, the plan is for him to go to Claiborne after that. Wonderful. Well, that'll be a fantastic place to visit him too. Mark, I want to thank you so much for taking the time always to talk to us. I want to wish you the absolute very best for a wonderful, safe trip. And we certainly hope to see our Ocala Mark Cassie in the winner's circle for the Derby this year. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll take all the good luck we can get. Absolutely. Take care and be safe, Mark. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Mark Cassie, our Hall of Fame trainer here in Ocala. We love him uh, and his team, and we certainly hope uh, to see them get the big win. We'll be back with more on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Stay with us, and we're going to keep talking derby to you. It's hot out there, so come on in and chill out at Tack Shack of Ocala. For every $50 you spend, earn $10 in Tack Shack store bucks. Beat the heat in the Horse Lovers Candy Store from now until August 17th and earn $10 for every $50 you spend. So come see us at your favorite dog-friendly tack store, Tack Shack of Ocala. We're the champions shop. The good stuff that you're after, Tack Shack of Ocala, the Horse Lovers Candy Store. 
This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family owned, licensed and insured. Get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. This show is brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of old right. Yes. <laughs> Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in studio with my co-host, top equestrian silver medalist, Paula <laughs> Stout. <laughs> That'd be me. That would be you. Uh, I'm going to do a shout out for Pulse Center of Ocala. Can I just tell you that uh, Debbie and Mary and uh, some other friends I have who have gone have had such an incredible experience with this PEMF um, it is incredible. What an experience. Personally, I fall asleep and just snore a bit, uh, but I feel so much better. And when I don't get there, I can feel the difference. And um, I've got several friends now who are going who are equestrians who've either had terrible accidents in their lives, have ghastly aches and pains, um, and are feeling so... Are you laughing at my ghastly? ghastly. She's laughing at my ghastly. ghastly. So please check them out, whether you're an equestrian or not. Pulse Center of Ocala, get in there, get pulsed, and feel better because it does make you better. You know, I had, when she was in and we did the paddles, and, and anything that works on me is a big thing because I have severe arthritis and severe pain. And I had those paddles. <laughs> uh, I had those paddles. Paula, it's not loud enough. <laughs> Can't believe that. <laughs> my hand between those paddles and remember when I said oh if it works I was really shocked the next day that this I, it's a typical place that you get arthritis in the thumb it was unbelievably better no lie right hand up to God and you're bottle. a skeptic I am I Did am you not folks? I am Jessica I'm not a mystical magical person but I will try things because yes I, so I when you get to. back from Colorado, yeah. you need to get there. I already told you I'd buy you a couple and it, of sessions. And this is and this is back to killing me. But it was it was shockingly because you need to go twice a week. Day, yeah. And we need to get you in when you get mm -hmm. back. So yep. there. So. And as an after note of your paddling, you need to be paddled. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. She needs to be paddled. Yeah. Just saying. I do. So some news. Listen. If there's a horse, and at the end of, of the show, in the last segment, we're going to talk about him a bit more. But Maximum Security is actually in the top spot in the Longines Breeders' Cup Classic rankings right now over Kentucky Derby favorite Tis the Law. Now, after the Derby, I don't know if he still will be. It depends on Tis the Law. But I'm going to tell you, that's a horse that's had a heck of a time. And mm -hmm. I love to see him where he is in the Baffert barn because he, he really deserves to be there. So, um, mm -hmm. And, you know, there's still a war going on in the courts about his disqualification from the is Derby it? last year. Yes, there is. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that um, uh, what will they all do? pans out. What are they expecting? Well, to win back his place as winner of the Kentucky Derby. 
Um, so interestingly mm -hmm. enough, uh, enforceable is uh, Mark Cassie's horse, who we were talking about in the last segment, is in post number three. I'm just so glad he doesn't have post one again. I hate post one in the derby. Mm. Um, our Florida bred is in post 10,000 words. And then, of course, um, Tis the Law in 17 that's never won a derby, uh, post position 17. And good Mike Smith that we adore is on Honor AP, and he's actually in post number 16. So there's a rundown online. You can go and check that out at the Kentucky Derby uh, website, KentuckyDerby.com. I just so, Googled it and went through everything. Yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff, actually. So it's going to be a weird one, um, but but it's uh, it's just a weird, the whole thing is a and weird. And there's 850 to 1 and 430 <laughs> to 1. Incredible, isn't it? I know. It's like mm -hmm. mind-boggling. Yeah. It's such a weird weekend. Um, I just, um, I, I, honestly, I don't know. I'm just... We'll just see how it all pans out. Mm -hmm. um, new dates and locations have been selected uh, for the USEF um, CCI three-star and CCI four-star eventing national championships. They'll be held at Galway Downs International three-day event in Tem Temecula. Is that how you pronounce that in California? Um, anyway, that'll be October 29th to November 1st. Um, the CCI four-star um, eventing national championship will actually be held in Tryon. Uh, North Carolina, November 11th to the 15th. So that is normally, um, you know, here, of course, at the Ocala right. Jockey Club that weekend. Mm -hmm. So we're very sad we don't have that here um, this season, but we'll be looking forward to having it back in Ocala uh, in the very, very f near future. Hopefully next year um, we'll be over all this virus stuff and we'll be able to move forward with some positive, have some of our horse events I back, and it. certainly with World Equestrian Centre opening you know, we're, we're What's the first event at World Equestrian Center? A good question. It's January. Remember when they said they were going to do a dog show and that would have yes, been 2020? Yes, that would have actually been September. That, that was the dog show actually cancelled, you know, because of the virus, because imagine how many people they were going to have to bring in here. Mm -hmm. um, I do know that that whole show season they have normally in Ohio, Ohio is coming here in January instead. So that's going to bring a lot of the people that would have been Why showing. Why is it coming? In. It's coming here because Ohio, so they have to close up Ohio so much in January because of the cold weather. And they felt like it would be a lot easier to have it open and, you know, breathe in the fresh air here because mm -hmm. you can be outdoors a lot more than you oh, can in I the see. snow and I the see. cold and all of that. makes sense. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that whole show series actually moved here um, for, for the season. So that's good news for Ocala. So when will that start? That's January. January to what? Uh, I think it's several months. I actually, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's several, I think it's several months. So it's going to make a big impact, you know, having that, which is great. Jumpers, hunters. Um, that's, uh, I think they actually have a variety, but it's mostly jumpers, I think, that's coming. But it's a pretty, um, mm -hmm. uh, hunter jumpers, yeah, both. Did so they say the amount of horses? No, I don't know the numbers, but I know that they've been signing up a lot, and I know that it's going to be a big influx of those hunter-jumper riders because, well, the weather, of course, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, which is positive for them, and also just because, you know, who doesn't want to be outdoors in Florida in January right, exactly. to be in the freezing exactly. cold? Uh, but we can probably actually look it up online on World Equestrian Center and look up what shows are I wonder coming, if they'll do more outdoors than indoor. Because again, that's yes. outside. Yeah, and then they've got all these wonderful cl closed-in stadiums. So, um, so they just build out the giant, big open stadium. You know, yeah, by, exactly. by the hotel. So, I mean, that right. would be a, that would make total sense. Um, mm -hmm. But, but very, very interesting year. You know, we've seen postponements, cancellations, um, not having the, um, not having the the Olympics. You know, now, so now did they moving. say anything about spectators being able to do that in January? Or I'm is that sure by like then, up in the I'm air? Up in the air right now, up in the air. They didn't. Uh, we actually, I think we may still be up in the air about the Breeders' Cup, but I'm really hoping that the Breeders' Cup is able to have spectators, even if it's limited to less than than mm -hmm. usual because it's at Keeneland. But I would hate to not be at the Derby and not be at the Breeders', Breeders Cup. Cup. Yeah, I don't know if I could handle both. That's a bit much for me in a year. Mm. I've got to have a little bit of a fix. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think it's going to be exciting because if Tis the Law is, is in it, mm -hmm. and if he does, if he is our Derby winner, um, and then he's up against, you know, like Maximum Security and, mm -hmm. you know, a number of other horses that are still around, mm -hmm. 
I think it's going to be an it'll be an exciting very, Breeders' Cup. Very exciting. You know, it's only well, and just to see these horses and, and the thousand words being a Florida bred. I mean, that coming from Hard Acre Farm, mm -hmm. that to me is just super exciting. Yeah. I love to, I, you yeah. know, I love yeah. to see the Ocala connections. So um, we're we're definitely rooting all of them on, and uh, yeah. and it's just going to be weird. But what Mark Cassie said in his interview, I think, was the funniest thing of all. And then we've got to wrap this segment mm -hmm. up. But he said. This time I'm actually going to be able to watch the derby because I won't be trying to look over 170,000 people. <laughs> so I'm like, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, we are going to wrap up this segment. Um, we're actually going to come back with some funny stories. I'm going to tell you about the Kentucky Derby last year and share the two mares with you. No, not two female horses, the two mayors. Stay May with us Mayors on the horse talk show. We'll be right back. The Equine Performance Center Ocala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. Acres Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A-K-E-R-S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors on West Highway 40. Stock up for summer and fly season now with fly masks, fly control and spray, vaccines, and all you need for a Florida summer. Tons of farrier supplies, healthcare, and stable supplies at TT Distributors. Like them on Facebook or online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest, Alfalfa. Um, we are going to um, tell you some derby stories because um, we've got some funny ones. So, um, Paula, you're going to have to go with me next year so you can tell some funny stories. Um, so the, the, one of the weirdest things that probably ever happened to me is I reached out to John Court because he was the oldest jockey to ever ride in a Kentucky Derby. How old? 58. Mm -hmm. And um, why are you considering riding in the Derby? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was just wondering. So we did this great interview at my favorite hotel in Louisville. Did I pronounce that properly? Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. Louisville. I would say Louisville, but Louisville. Louisville, yeah. that's correct. Yes, okay, good. So we reached out to him. <laughs> he came to our hotel, and we did this great interview with him. Um, we were actually at the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville. John Fields, wonderful manager. I miss him so much this year. Um, so anyway, we invited him, and because I invited him, I had his cell phone number, and he texted me a thank you, and we text back and forth. And then on the day of the Derby, um, I ended up somehow, I, um, I, it was a crazy day, it was pouring down rain. Somehow or other, I ended up in the jockey um, room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't make that stuff up. That's John Court. Um, I ended up in the jockey workout room and tried out the equisizer with John. On. On. <laughs> So, anyway, I was riding the Equisizer, and I have a photo somewhere, I have to find it for you, but it's really funny. 
Mike Smith, Hall of Famer Mike Smith, who's Are you my in friend. shorts? No, my dress just went up a bit. Oh my god, a bit. <laughs> so anyway, the door opens to the to the gym, and Mike Smith is talking to John, and all of a sudden he looks behind John and he goes, "Is that you, Louisa? What are you doing here?" And I was like, "Oh, hi, Mike. Um, I was just trying out." Anyway, so the funny part of this whole John Cox oh, so story. there's the dress. Yeah, see, it's really decent. Unless you want an exerciser. <laughs> an exerciser, it's a little bit short. Yeah. Um, I wasn't exactly I attired. See. But anyway, so, so John Court is actually the guy who ended up being responsible for the calling of the uh, disqualification. <laughs> short. On an equalizer. <laughs> so when Flavian Pratt's disqualification call was set aside, John Court is the one who actually went to the stewards and got the disqualification of maximum security held. Oh. And I can't believe it. That's like a, that's less than an hour before the derby, right there. No. Yes, you can't make this stuff up. I'm hanging out <laughs> with the guy. <laughs> To the disqualification of the first ever horse in the Kentucky Derby. I'm hanging out with him an hour before. This is an hour before the race. You can't make. I'm riding the exerciser with him, and you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you can't. I mean, you just can't make this. It just. It. it yeah, it feels like it. I don't know. So anyway, the other really really cool part about the Derby was the two mares. I'm not talking about two mares. M A R E S or M A O. Can you spell? Yes, the twin spires, the two mares. Every year they do this thing where they bet an Ocala connection and he bets a Kentucky connection and they have this little bet and the bet is for bourbon, the finest bottle of bourbon. And um, they do this every year. I don't think anyone's ever won um, because <laughs> I don't think they've ever picked the horse. So this year maybe they're doing it over the phone and they've picked a horse. And um, But anyway, we're going to share this video with you uh, and we hope you enjoy it when I get to interview the two oh. Here mares, not mares. <laughs> I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show, and I'm here at Churchill Downs with the Mayor of Louisville, Greg Fisher, and the Mayor of Ocala, Ken Gwynn. And they have a very special tradition every year. And I'm going to start with Mayor Greg Fisher and let him tell me a little bit about it. Well, if you're around horse racing at all, you know you got to have a little trash talk involved. And so we've got this spectacle called the Kentucky Derby here. I think mayor, every mayor in the world would like to be the mayor of Louisville during this particular weekend. So we're happy to have Mayor Gwynn come up every year. And we place a little wager on the, on the race as well to make things interesting. So tell me, who is your favorite horse and why? Well, I like Improbable this year. Uh, game winner's also good. I mean... The, you know, Bob Baffert, I mean, he just fell into it this year with Omaha Beach coming out. But Improbable is who I have right now and the big wager of the city of Louisville versus Ocala. So we're betting uh, what's the world's finest bourbon. Of course, 95% of the world's bourbon comes from Kentucky. The other 5% is counterfeit, so only the good stuff comes from here. So I'm thinking I might uh, win this bet this year. One of the many reasons we love Kentucky is the bourbon, for sure. So Mayor Gwynn. Tell us a little bit about how this started for you. Well, you remember I was going to pick Omaha Beach, and I was kind of committed to that. And then, you know, uh, he got scratched. But the horse that I'm picking is Win, Win, Win. So that's a horse out of Ocala, born there, bred there. Uh, Charlotte Weber's, right? And uh, just a great horse. It's an Ocala, it's Ocala uh, horse. You know, and tomorrow we're going to also uh, honor J.B. McCathin on the big board, thanks to Mayor Fisher and uh, Kevin Flannery here at Churchill Downs. And so, you know, it could be a really big Ocala day. It's incredible. And actually, uh, I, I'm glad you mentioned the tribute uh, to J.B. McCathin because I noticed yesterday that Bob Baffert had six horses that have won the Derby, and five of those were trained by J.B. and Ocala to start with. So Kentucky definitely has its claims to fame with the bourbon 
and, and certainly with the 145th running of the Derby this weekend. Very exciting time. Thank you both. I wish you both good luck. I'm here in your state, so I guess I should hope you win. I guess yours must be a Kentucky bred, right? Well, it's hard not to be because 18 of the 20 horses in the Derby are Kentucky bred. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to have any trash talk, are we? <laughs> well, we, 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 love the we love the partnership with Ocala and all the horse racing that's going on there and the training and all that. So it's, it's a great way for us to connect and celebrate this great game that's thoroughbred horse racing. It's incredible. Thank you so much for having us. What a wonderful event. What a wonderful place. We're so glad to be here. And as we would say in England, both of these gentlemen would be referred to as Lord Mayor. So to both Lord Mayors, I wish you all the very best of luck. Hope to see you guys in the winner's circle. Thank you for being with us. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show at Churchill Downs. And that was pre-mask and pre no handshaking era last little quick story in the last minute of this segment is the next day uh, after the madness of the derby last year um, I thought I should probably sorry I have sunburn um, <laughs> stop by the barn of country house who was given the win and passing by there briefly, not really wanting to take a lot of photos or interviews or anything, because I'm still a bit perturbed about the whole thing, um, I ran right into a friend of mine, Jean Crochet, who of course um, was the, uh, is the Frenchman, uh, a triple crown winner uh, aboard Seattle Slough. And I ran right into him, and he walked straight over to the Derby blanket, plucks a rose out of it, and hands it to me hmm. and so I'm like hold on we have to get a photo so that was my moment that was really special wow. because even though I wasn't really I felt sad for maximum security and all the connections getting a rose from John was pretty special mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. gotta wrap it up coming back final segment of the show stay with us this hour of the horse talk show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala experience the difference in buying Palm makes it simple with no pressure, the best sales staff, and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, buy new roads. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment this week of the Horse Talk Show. Final. Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's uh, finest alfalfa. Uh, <laughs> that was a great trip. I'm ready to go back. You didn't take me. I know. Next time. Uh, we want to do a quick shout out for Nirvana. Nirvana is Ocala's premier medical spa, leading the way in great skin with the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. They want you to look like you, better, brighter, and younger with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter, and younger you at Nirvana Medical Spa. We love the logo, don't we? Yeah, I love it with the I peacock know. feather. You, both you and Captain Jack both said, I love the logo. The it's peacock brilliant. is wonderful. So if you, um, if you think this year's the weirdest derby ever, 
last year I thought was pretty weird. And um, I was right there on the track when we thought that maximum security had won. Mm -hmm. And we were all about to cheer. And in those moments, standing there uh, on the track in all that wet slop, um, we got to see maximum security walking around and walking around um, with the outrider who had him. And that's how close I was to him. I was literally, like, he went past me, he was probably less than three feet. I was standing there in ruined high-heeled shoes in wet slop um, with the camera, and um, I was... I didn't know what was going on, so I know if I didn't know what was going on, nobody it's highly unlikely that the spectators knew what, knew what was going, was going on. on. Um, we really didn't know what was going on. We just knew um, mm-hmm. that it was a weird time, and there was a lot of booing and a lot of unhappy people. And this is like when I don't know what's going on. Uh, really, I don't know anything. Nobody does. So the jockey went to the phone. Yep, and, and, and there's like a, basically everything's on hold. Security's everywhere. It is They've food. got state police. Someone's not happy. Um, like going the on? horse is just, the maximum coach is just walking up and down. Um, everybody's booing and really upset. Nobody knows what's going on. Everybody's looking around like, what mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, Country House is being given the, the win. So that was a funny weird and odd experience uh, Mm -hmm. to be there and I I remember when I left the derby um, you know nobody was talking about maximum security anymore it was all country house and the next day I got to go to the barn and visit maximum security and nobody was there at his stall and I like went right up to his stall and scratched on him and gave him some love and told him he was a good boy and and there was nobody there wasn't even a security guard it was like wow this Weird. is like what it is to be like the best horse in the country and at the same time be disqualified. So the upside to that story is that um, I know a lot of changes have come about since then with the starting gate and all this sort of thing. But what I do think is that a lot of the jockeys are going to pay really close attention from now on in the big big races like this you know that they are going to pay attention to where they are hopefully in all races but definitely on the major stage I think we're going to see people are not going to jockeys are not going to be like I just got to win it it's the derby they're actually going to be and I'm not saying that's not what he did in this particular case but I'm just saying they're going to take a lot more care and now they're going to know that there's a possible consequence of disqualification after running the best race of their life yeah and so I think it could be on on the Bad for maximum security because I do think he was the best horse that day, mm-hmm. no doubt. Mm-hmm. But on the upside, it, it's probably going to make racing safer, So mm-hmm. especially on the large stage. like You'd hope races. that because of this it would change some things and that it won't ever happen again. I doubt it'll happen again on that <laughs> large stage. because yeah. I hope not. I, unless, it, of course, it's a situation of the horse is just out of control and it, yes. you know, it can't be helped. Um, but, but other than that, I don't think we'll see a disqualification again at a race like this because mm-hmm. I really think that was a, an eye-opener for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody wants to call, you know, a, 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 a situation like that, and that can happen, even if the stewards don't call it, a jockey can call it, and if that happens, you can be disqualified, and that's, a, you know, something to pay You know, it, to. you have to be awfully brave to, call, to, to do that, <laughs> I know. to call it a you know discrepancy so it isn't all the jockeys want to go and beat you up after well (laughs) you know they're going to ride again with each other again so it's not you got to have some sort of respect for it even though it's Mm -hmm. yeah because it's a big deal to take that step on the large stage with what was 160 or 70,000 spectators all booing Mm -hmm. you know at you Mm -hmm. and you've got to go and take a hit like that you Mm -hmm. know and and, and I haven't, I don't know what has happened to John Court since then, uh, but I haven't heard, I haven't seen him or heard of him, but, you know, maybe it is a, a, a time when you kind of step back, you know, and say, yeah. So. You've got to remember most of the rules are there for, for the safety of the horse and the riders. Exactly. And yeah. that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah. It hurt my wallet, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that right away. Did it hurt mine because I have no money to buy. From a gambling standpoint, it hurt a lot of people's wallets. Yes, it did. It It was huge. And the problem was a horse that had no chance of winning the race, wasn't going to catch maximum security, didn't get fouled, caught.
called the foul. Right. What the hell is that about? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm still a little angry. It's been eight months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you told him you're not over it yet. He's not over it yet. Uh, I, I, but the thing about it is, he called the foul. Yes. And it and they looked at it. Yeah. And, and they, when they looked at and it, they, and they granted it. Oh yeah. They didn't say that it was frivolous or that it was. No. Uh, you know, no, they not could at all. have done that. They could. But they didn't. They didn't. And I think. So, and, and there's three stewards there. Yeah. That all have to look, and it's looked at slow motion, and they review, and they review all the different sides of the cameras. I mean, they it was do sad that. for the horse and sad for the owners. I did. But for the sport, I think it was the right. But call. you know what? I, I called an, a friend of mine that is a, a person in, at Remington Park. In fact, he's the racing secretary. And I asked him, I said, what do you think? He said the horse had to come down. That's let, what he said. Let me ask you ladies this, though. With 20 horses, is there, t is there a certain time where you say, there's so many horses on the track, stuff like this is bound to happen. It's just no. part of the race. No. Because with 20 horses. With 20 horses and young horses. That's yes. a bunch of horses. Yes. Yep. And not just that, but look, you have them coming out of the two different yep. starting gates but, in the past up until but, now. But. My understanding is they have a new starting gate. But now you have 20 young horses who've never ran in a race like this, never with this many spectators, are converging on one another into a pile. And it's madness. And, you know, I don't, I'm not sure that a race like that will ever not have that higher risk of, of that happening. Kinda, I, I do think people will be a lot more. I don't understand why you run 20 horses anyway, to really be honest with you. Other than having people say, I, was, I ran in the Kentucky Derby. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, listen, it was... <laughs> this year, um, you know, you've got rioters, you've got to keep the horses safe, you've got a virus that everybody's concerned about, um, and, and you've got 2020. I mean, it's 2020, so um, I, I hope you all have a wonderful, happy, and safe Derby Day. We pray over those horses and riders uh, that they are all safe, that everybody comes back safely, and that we have a really great Derby that we don't get to watch and bring you from the stands and the barns. Thank you, Paulette, for being here. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world or not, we're wrapping it up. Back the same time next week. Happy horsing around.